Can you hear my uh, cricket cup again? Oh man, you promoting quick cricket. Oh man, look, this was a uh, summit. I, I won summit. Oh, okay, cool. So let me, I'm gonna tell you how this like. So summit is at the top one uh, percent of all the sales people in the nation for AT&T mm-hmm. uh, uh, awarded summit. So in my 13 years with AT&T, I've been awarded twice. Some people don't be awarded. Oh man, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. So and, that, and today was our award, uh, award oh, kind of virtual. You did it virtual, okay? Oh, that was oh, you go on the trip. Yeah, so like, that's what I was saying. Like, you didn't get a trip. Yeah, so I would feel cheated. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? I didn't feel that cheated because they, they heavily compensated. <laughs> okay. okay, heavily compensated. Okay, good. Yeah, they would have had to be that. <laughs> but typically, <laughs> so the first trip. I took my little sister on it. Okay. We went to uh, we went to California, Laguna Beach, um, Laguna Beach. Okay. And it, they treated you like royalty. Yeah. I mean, food. I mean, expense, everything, car flight. Every, you walk outside and they had like four hundred cars sitting outside, yeah. and you like go get the keys to whatever you want to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Swimming with the dolphins. Yeah. Um, Stuff like skydiving. You do whatever you want. Stuff like yeah, that. Like, uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I would enjoy that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Deanna yeah. enjoyed it. I took Deanna. Oh, okay. oh. In 20 guys. This year I met me. This year I saw 20 in the night, so yeah. I'm gonna go on my own down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on okay. one, two, three. Yo, what's up and welcome to On the Porch with DNF. You know, this your boy D, and I'm sitting in the studio once again in the office. Y'all been here before. <laughs> I got my boy Carol here once again, co-host Carol here. And um, say yo, we got us a guest here today, like always. Um his guest here, bro. Oh <laughs> a lot of y'all know him, you know what I'm saying? A lot of y'all know him. Um a lot of a lot of y'all know what y'all. A lot of y'all know what he put out there on social media. You know what I'm saying? He was getting he was getting kicked off of Facebook before Facebook started kicking people off. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is the one person I believe probably have more people following him that's not following him. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He got more people that's like trying to figure out what he's saying today, but not following him. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so you know, we got my boy sitting here in the office with us today on the porch, VQ, Quincy, thank you so in the much, house. Man. Thank you for coming and joining oh, us today, man. So I appreciate it. So I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, whenever I get an invitation, I'm like, you know what? These people want to put up with me. I'm going to go down <laughs> Right. <laughs> 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 
So that's why we picked five yeah. and six and eight. Yeah. That way we got our everybody yeah. got their mind together. Oh, it was such a perfect, yeah, it was such a perfect time. Right, like, right. right. Oh. We dropped memes and stuff at four in the morning. You know what time comes up? Like I'm a night owl. Oh, you know what okay. Like hardcore. So um, that's when I do my best writing. That's actually when I love to do my blogging. Like if any if any time I write um, articles or anything like that, it's always written at like you know the witching hour at three a.m. or whatever mm-hmm. like that. So you know. Okay. So so cute. Um, introduce yourself to the people. People know that. Yeah, they people know. You. People know who you are. They know who you are. But we gotta introduce you to the audience that we have. Yeah. You know what? I want to introduce you your audience so that they get a fresh um, feel from you. You know, I am the Biden Q. I've been blogging and podcasting and being a social commentator for um, years now. I got into it just because I love creative writing. You know okay. what I'm saying? And I'll be honest with like, I love creative writing in the sense that like, I just believe that you just should just shock yourself with what you put on that paper. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> You know, and like, it's, you know, I even want to revisit that because that's very interesting. It's like when I, when social media first started, it was like the wild, wild west. You know, you didn't know what was right, what was wrong, you know, what was up, what was down. Um, all I knew was I was black, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the people that I, you know, I've, I've always had a lot of white friends. I've always lived in a lot of different environments, but I've always kind of been myself. So I was like, well, I'll just be myself now. And, you know, just write out my thoughts. And I'm like, and I've talked to so many so many people behind the scenes that you know I never believed that any of my thoughts were radical mm-hmm. because that's how people were talking. Right. That's how it you know, right. but you can't say what you say out loud. I just social media just taught me how fake the world was, you know, and you know, and I had a lot of baptisms by fires, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, gotcha. You gotcha. know, like I wasn't, gotcha. you know, like it's different when you're writing creative writing and only your teachers gonna see it. You know what I'm saying? But then when everybody sees it and then everybody starts feeling a certain way. And, you know, I don't back down from anything that I've ever done. I'm like, you know, people are definitely entitled to, you know, their feelings about the things that I've said, as well as I'm entitled to saying them. But, you know, I just, I hate that it's affected certain people the way that it has. Right. Because it really wasn't meant to be like that um, ever, especially Black people, mm-hmm. you know? And, um in the beginning, I remember that there was a lot of like, oh, you're so hard on black women, black women this, black women that. And I'm just like, you know, it's really like, I'd say, I'd make a post about black women, then I make a post about black men, then I make a post about gays. You know what I'm saying? And the only post that you hear about would be the one about black women. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I was critical of every of gays, whites, everybody, you know, like, so that that used to really get me angry. And mm-hmm. I'd react a lot of that out of that anger. But then I just let it go because I realized, I was like, none of these people are really angry at anything. Everybody's just doing things that they think will put them with this group or get them likes or clicks mm-hmm. here. I was like, so I, so that helped me stop taking it all so personally. Right, 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 right. Because, you know, in social media, you, you want to, I guess a lot of people watch what you see. So they can... <laughs> So they can be a part of this person. Yeah. And be, with, be good with. So it's like you see things that's happening in the world, and some people, and you're looking at it, you're like, y'all looking at the same thing. Y'all looking at the same thing. No, like, no. Like, I don't think y'all understand. Like, it's like a social media is a tool that black people started using to gaslight each other. And I was very, 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 very much against that. I'm like, my whole thing is like this. Like, if we want to prop up certain people, I'm down for that. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna be the one to say, hey, this black person doesn't deserve this or that and stuff like. But when we start 
saying, hey, we want to prop this person up, so we have to, you know, destroy that person because they're that's their competition. I'm like, wait, hold on, these are two black people trying to make it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, let's give them both a fair shot to make it. You know, mm-hmm. so if they're both the semifinalists and they're competing against each other, then let their talent speak for themselves, but don't do all of this sabotaging as, you know, like kind of like what people did to like Kerry Hilson, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. I'm like, that's not cool to me you know right, what i'm saying right right but people do it like it's cool because like i'm team this person so we got and i'm like it doesn't no, this, this is a good segue into obviously what the show is about yeah. right it, the show is about mental health good right? right and uh and i think this is a good conversation that, that we've all had right now about like how it's affecting our mental health like doing this with social media how, how it's affecting our mental health but one thing that i noticed uh, you have on your page hashtag sociologist. Obviously, yeah. like you like studying people and behavior. Exactly. Uh, Tell us a little bit well, about my that. minor's in sociology. Okay. So when I started blogging, I was blogging as a sociologist. You know what I'm saying? And but when you pick apart when you do sociology papers, but in mind you, all of my sociology teachers hated me because. <laughs> <laughs> so you like the person they love to hate. <laughs> <Wait>, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that that happened okay. because I, I'm going to be honest with you, when it was happening back when I was in college, mm-hmm. and this was like, you know, back in uh, early 2000s, I went to Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta, and oh, then sweet. I, yeah, and then I finished from Georgia State, I got my business at um, Clark Atlanta, and then I went to Georgia State for sociology, and then I was like, you know, but when you're writing and, and your teachers are calling you a pretentious asshole and you're like, you know, what are you talking about? Like, this is how it is out here in this world. And, but you're not, I'm looking at him. I'm like, he's one of them liberals that you see today. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Right, like right. where he's like overly, oh, this is, and he's like a, a, a male feminist and all that kind of stuff, like, which is great. But sometimes those people go so far out of their way to be so this, that they become just as that right. as they don't want to be. And, on, I, a lot of white liberals really kind of use all of this to be more racist against black men. Mm-hmm. People don't see it. It's a really, really, really good hustle. It's very, very, because I even told Professor George, he was just like, you know, he used to kind of sell these images like, oh, you know, black people this. I was like, that's not our life. You know what I'm saying? We're not all like that. You don't, we're, we're not charity cases and so like that. We have layers and so like that. And he didn't want to hear none of that. And that's a, exactly how the liberals now are. You know, but they do it in this vein, like, oh, we're going to protect gays and black women. But I'm like, even that's very slanted against black right. men. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because they don't really care about black women or gays. They just know that black men kind of bully, are known for bullying uh, women and gays. So they're like, okay, we're going to take up that because we really want to fight black women, but they don't really want to help black women and gays. So that's how I see wow. liberalism, okay. you know, now. And that's why some people have think that I'm, you know, I'm definitely not on the right at all. I'm just like a true moderate. Like when we go too far, you know, and I'm a Libra, so I like balance. When we go too far left or too far right, it's gonna cause a severe reaction the mm-hmm. other way that people aren't gonna like. Mm-hmm. Just like o- Obama was such a severe, you know, case that way that the only thing to balance it out was a Trump. You know, right. and if I, I'm telling these people, I'm like, look, y'all name Andy and Booby and these white people faces, but this is still their country. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all are like, my president's black, my president's black. I'm like, who's the next president gonna be there? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not gonna be black. Like, we have to deal with, you know, like, it's great that we're, we have this right now, 
You know what I'm saying? But don't set it up so that things are so horrible for us when he's gone, because he ain't really doing a lot to protect us after he leaves anyway. Right, right. So that was a lot of what I was going through. But on the mental health scope, I, you know, like this really affects mental health. I try to let people know, like, now I, I have so many rules for myself. Like, I really do use those timers where, you know, certain apps, only a certain amount of time a day. By a certain time at, um, at night, I'm off of it. You know, I'll do like, you know, blogging in the middle of the night and then set a timer later so that I can review it and make sure that, hey, is this, is this still the way that I think mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But, and then I won't read comments after a certain amount of time. And then I definitely won't even pick up my phone after I started drinking or anything like that. And those type of rules are things, you know, that they didn't tell us when this first happened. So, you know, people hate you for things and you're like, hey, I made some mistakes. Get the fuck over it. So look, so look, all right, all right, you okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess I guess the show is about mental health, yeah. but, but we we can't do nothing without we cannot go any further without touching the situation that's going on in the country today. Yeah. With a young lady who was gunned down uh, by the police in Columbus, Ohio, right? Yeah. That was Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. And we have it was a it was a situation. If we can remember the situation, I think the situation was set up. Police was called, fight and sued at the house yeah. at a party. She called the police. She called the police. Mm -hmm. Fight and sued at the party. Um when the police arrived, white officer had his weapon drawn. Mm -hmm. Um Lady came out the house, tumbled on the ground. Guy kicked the lady, young lady in the face, told him everybody get back. People started backing up. Another lady came out, a lady in the pink outfit came out, stood to the sidewalk, kind of backed up. Then another young lady came out with a knife. As she went to swing the knife to stab the young lady, cop opened fire yeah. and killed her. Um, so what, and I guess it's for both of you guys. Yeah. With that scene there, what did y'all take on what on that with 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 the with everything that's going on in our country with the police shooting to see another one happen in a fashion that I it probably happened. have a different take on yeah. this. Okay. And I don't know, maybe you want to go first. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna have a little bit of different take on it. Okay. Right? Um, we've seen the body cam. Mm -hmm. Right, so everything that we've seen on that body cam was based on we just just like we've seen with Josh Ball, right? You we've seen it, this is how it happened, this is how it occurred. Everybody's coming up with their own Opinion. different opinions about okay. you know the situation. I think it's a little bit different, man. Um, do I think the police uh was right on shooting her? Probably not, but what do you do in that in that instance as a police officer? And you are here to protect and serve. That's what we talk right. about. We talk about um, police reform, right? I think that's that's a major part of it because mm -hmm. you shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't be shoot to kill, right? right? If you wanted to, you know, defuse the situation, stop her from stabbing somebody or, or, or saving a life, my take is, man, why you didn't start with shooting a lady, right? Why, why you wasn't pointing at a lady? Why you wasn't pointing at a, at a spot? where she would, wouldn't be dead today, right? So my take is, I'm not saying he did good police work. What I'm saying is, I believe it was justifiable in that in that instance because his, as a police officer, what I feel, 
you know, we have two cousins that's police, right? Mm-hmm. Men, right. and and in that instance, you have to make a decision as a police officer. Man, should I let her take this life, or or what do I do? So I think police reform is needed in our country, and I think better training. Right. I, I don't think we get our police officers get okay. better training. Now, you got to remember, remember the first thing as a police officer, what you are taught. Your job, your primary job is to protect life. It's to protect life, to make sure if you're in that situation he was in today, as you are to protect, he was, his job was to protect that young lady in the peak. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that That's was my job. Take-off. I can't tell you. His job was to protect that young lady I don't want to, uh, so. That's just my take. That's my personal opinion. Right. I, you know, I'm just saying this, you know, I'm very, very, I'm very, conflicted with it all across the board. First of all, I don't believe that the police job is to protect conservatives. That's definitely what they think, but that's mm-hmm. not what their job is. You know what I'm saying? They don't care about that. I don't think that they give two craps about saving that girl's life, but they are going to take a shot at a black person when they can, when okay. it's justified. Okay. Period. Right. They see you with a knife, they, they don't give a fuck if you can kill somebody or not. They're like, that's a chick with a knife. I can kill her. Period. You know, like it for him, it's not about protecting the girl. My biggest problem, man, and people are always gonna. I'm like, this happened like literally as their children trials, trials was mm-hmm. ended. Like right. literally, I think they were announcing it. Yeah, yeah, they were. Right? I have a big problem with black people out in their front yard having a group, a group fight while something like that is happening. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, he should have he should have showed up and shot every fucking guy. That's where I'm at right now because what more is it gonna take for us to get along? You know what I'm saying? It's a pandemic. Like, you know, even during the pandemic, niggas is um, meeting up the street fight and shit like that. I'm like, if there's ever an excuse to sit in your house, it's now. Like, is the hate that we have for each other driving us so much that we have to be out in the streets fighting every day? Like, I, you know, like, you know, I'm really sorry about her life, but when you're out in the streets fighting, like like black people have become so normalized to street fighting that they don't understand how dangerous that is. Like it's really like like people don't understand how like mob mentality, how powerful it is until you've ever been into like a, like a stampede or like a I don't want to say a lynching because none of us have been to a lynching. But when you see, you can definitely see. So the the emotions people just feed off of each other's emotions and they don't and they if they're all weak minded they lose count of themselves so when you when you're out there fighting with a group of people it's very dangerous for, you know and I'm very disappointed that we're always in that that frame of mind mm-hmm. I'm like if you put yourself in a situation where a, a white police officer has to show up and make a decision on whether you should live or die then you've already lost. You know what I'm saying? Cause he, cause it don't matter if he's justified or not, you're going to get killed. There's a lot of, of, of you know, there's a lot of instances where they're not justified and they still kill the person. So why are we still taking these chances? And why, like right now, he, there we're announcing a victory. I'm, I was pissed because I'm like, goddamn, we finally get one victory, one, one. You know what I'm saying? And it was like a major one because this was the one where. It really needed to happen like that. I'm like, okay, cool. 
my relief and you can't even breathe a sigh of relief because now we have some somebody getting shot because some clowns are outside fighting fighting over what what's so important why do we hate each other so much that we're always fighting and why is there never a what the police have to be called when anytime a white man has to be called to referee between us we're losing well, I think I'm, I'm glad it brought that up. Anytime you got a white man call, think about it. That's why I say police reform is, is important. I think in a yeah, high, police reform is not going to work. So, so at first I, I felt the same way. Yeah. And then I was like, when I see, and, and I'm not, and I'm pretty sure y'all seen it. Yeah. Uh, in, um, damn, what city was this? Uh, they had the shooting. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. Right. In, in what I think it's Brooklyn, Minneapolis, Brooklyn, the city of Brooklyn, or whatever. I don't know what it was, what, what happened. I forgot what happened specifically, but the mayor was on TV, and they have forty-nine officers in that county, and none of them live there. Yeah. So why are you protecting my? Like, if I'm living there, why are you here? Who who are you trying to protect? You trying to protect your? You not who are you protecting? You protecting me? Why? You don't even live here. You you you. This law and order thing, bro. This law and order shit come from, I hate to say it, it's, it's from these slave days and they want to keep yeah. black people in line. They want to keep they niggas in line. And, and that's, that's not right, bro. And I, and I feel like now you're going into a community that you're not even supposed to be in. You don't live there. So why are you trying to protect and serve a community that you don't live in? But that's the flip side of that is this. New Orleans had a, city, a, um, a situation where you can only live here, you know? And I mean, like, look at what happened. <laughs> you know, look at what happens when you live here and you're related to all of the criminals. That's, that's it, that's it. That's, it. that's it. not gonna work either. That's it, but but it, but it is the thing. <laughs> you know, I, see what you, I see what you're saying. You're related to all the criminals. Yeah, that's but, why New Orleans had the most but, corrupt police force at one time. Oh, absolutely. They literally telling, Killing up killers, hey, you know, giving them the hits, telling them people when people are getting out of jail. But do we do we have now we do have that, that's going back to the original point was, man, why are we killing each other? Yeah. But here's here's the thing. If we could fix that, well, that's a whole different situation yeah. that needs to be fixed. But what I'm saying is, if we have police that's we policing our own communities. Listen to me on this, bro. Listen to me, because I know what you're about to say too. But here's what I'm always gonna say. And you know, and, and it's not on some Uncle Tom shit. It's really, really not. It's on some life shit. It's like, how the hell are we gonna say, hey, stop killing us, and then we'll stop killing each other? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, stop killing that doesn't make sense to me. Like, and I know people are like, oh, well, they need to do. And I understand what people, the problem that people have with that statement because I'm like, we all need. But I like, I feel like if anybody knows what I'm going through, it should be the other black people that I'm living on the street with. Why are y'all knocking on my house to fight? Like, this is very primitive behavior. You know what I'm saying? And and at the end of the day, we get mad at gentrification, but look at what gentrification is really saying. Gentrification is saying, them same houses you live in, white people will live there too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, you know, we're not that poor. You know, like if you have a home and you have, and you live around the people that look like you, you have a car and stuff like that, then you're not poor. You know what I'm saying? So I really, like all this anger and angst that we have, a lot of this is being driven by social media and stuff like that. We, 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 it's a, it's called bloodlust. Like we get off on rallying each other up and we even operate at a chaos frequency. You know, when I realized this, it was so weird. It was Endymion Parade, maybe 2017. I was all the way up there at Carrollton, you know where it starts. 
And you know, up there is very bland family on her. So it's like, I, I, never, I wasn't observing, but it was just very quiet and stuff like that. So I'm walking all the way down Canal. And then when I get to Broad, it's like, you know, a hip hop concert. It's like, and then I started feeling like, like looking around cause, and not because it looks scary or dangerous, but I'm just like the frequency of the music that was playing and people like screaming and stuff like that. I'm like, I feel like a fight or a shooting can happen at any time. Mm-hmm. Like it's not peaceful, right? right? You know what I'm saying? And I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> you ever feel that way? Yeah. Like in yeah. certain neighborhoods, yeah, you're yeah. Going, you're going yeah. And like in certain neighborhoods, I go in, I take my gun from my knees, yeah, and on my lap, and exactly. I'm like, okay, like, I'm waiting for something to happen. Like, and then I go in certain neighborhoods. Yeah. Right. So like I'm like if, if you're in a in an environment that's not operating at that frequency, like I don't even want to bring that into their environment. Right. But when you go into one that's operating at chaos and you can cry. So is it a mental health thing? In our, in our community, it's, is it it's, a behavior? It's, it's the frequency. I'm trying to tell you, it's the it's the it's the the, um, the music. You know, it's the entertainment. Like, and I'm, when I say the music, you know, I'm not even talking about the lyrics. I'm talking about the frequency that the beat is at. Like, if you ever studied, like, and this is good mental health because this actually really helped me during the pandemic. But if you go on YouTube and you look up frequency vibrations and things like that. You know, frequencies are so distinctive that they were like, hey, this one will make you fall in love. This one will attract money. This one will make you feel calm. This one will make you go to sleep. And you can go and look all of them up. And this one will make you feel, this, this binary beat, this one will make you feel, you know, energetic. This is what, you, you know, this one will put you at peace. So it's like all of the different, and, you know, and it's 738, it's 11, you know, 1111. And, you know, they all have a number on the frequency, like when you're using radio dials and stuff like that. So when you go to, when Black people go get signed to Black corporations, you know, music corporations, they make them record their music at a certain frequency. You know what I'm saying? That's, and, but that's why, like, you'll have a lot of Black people that are write white music, that are write music for white people that don't have no cursing or anything like that. And it just sounds like, what the fuck like this? Why can't we have shit like that? Then you find out R. Kelly wrote it. But when he comes right black black music, he's like, bitch, I want to eat your pussy, and I want, you know, like. But when he goes, you know, right something for Celine Dion, it's like, I believe I can fly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? But <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. To you. <laughs> Think about that. I it's it's so it's, it's it's true to that statement because <laughs> when I was in high school, there were certain songs you turned on. Yeah. And you knew, Okay, it was time to go out to the fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's certain songs you know. Like they call it, they like it's called war drums and stuff like that. And you know who really put me on this? Um, the, like when I heard it the first time was Erica Badu on her first concert, and she was saying like about that, and, and that made me go study. And I was like, oh, this is gonna. Ch-. It changed everything. It's like you know when somebody gets in the car, if somebody's feeling bad, put this on. You don't put on. You know, so you, we have the same music for every mood that we in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either rap you know from partying partying getting up hype or it's the r&b that makes you you know breaking up and you ain't shit and i can pay my own bills and stuff like that it's never like harmonious love that's coming together and it used to be back in the 70s and 80s and they're very aware of that because um and during the uh like the flower movement hate Ausbury, like uh mm-hmm. all of that that was happening in the 70s where people were really coming together because of you know we mushrooms and using better drugs and LSD. Using better drugs. Mushrooms. People don't realize that you know, people are always saying crack, 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 but people don't realize why crack was invented. 
because in the 70s, people, you know, the type of drugs that people were doing were like mind expanding and, and you know, like look at the way that people, white, even white people that were like woke speaking back then, they were just like, oh, we're all the same brothers. You know, like they were really getting on that shit and they were like, oh no. So they put bloody crack in. So they got all the black people on crack and they got the white people on all of the crazy ass drugs that now the government's making and you're not picking up that off the ground no more. And, and that's why, and that's what drove the eighties is when everything got fucked up because of the drugs. But if you look at the late seventies, like the, we were on the cusp of a age of Aquarius. Wow, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. Wow, now, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah, right, you go back to that era, you had um, you had a, a lot of the music, even the black music was all about bringing people together. Like look at Earth, Wind and Fire. Right, right. Like, like the, even if it was love songs, it wasn't told from a perspective of gender-based love song. It was a, like the people, they sung long love songs like, if it was a woman, I could sing along to the part. You know what I'm saying? It was a man, a woman could sing along to the part. It didn't really matter what the sex was. It was about the emotion and how much I loved you and stuff like that. Now it's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a bad bitch and I don't need no niggas. You know, it's, now it's very gender-based and that's specific as well because you know, they want to keep it, it, it. Division is division, division. It's always what the people at the top want because it, the, when the people come together, it's just, you know, they can't handle everything. Like that's what was happening when they were having Woodstock. You, you got the 70s, the 60s and the 70s, everybody overthrew everything. White women was overthrowing their husbands, gays was overthrowing, blacks was overthrowing, you know, people who felt poor, They you know, like in this, um, there was this really good book that I read and it was from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I got it stored somewhere. I got to find this book because it was like every activist from those three decades and everything that they wrote. So like every letter, every, and it was like, and it was um, divided into the different, you know, um, movements. So like the women's movement, the gay movement, the black movement. And it was just like, you can see, it, it pulls you into there because it's like you living it day by day with them reading their shit. Cause they're getting real, real personal. Cause they're writing like they don't expect, it's not social media writing, you know, like they're writing from the heart. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, I can, I, and then you see the exact moment where the government was like, oh, fuck no. You know, and started attacking people and dividing people and you see it happening now. And, and I'm and that's why I get, I'm like, why are we fighting in the streets if they're killing us? You know what so I'm saying? saying you know? Our mental health. Yeah. That our mental Definitely. Health is, is we're, we're attacked repeatedly. And that, that's why I tell people, I was like, look, you know, watch those videos if you want to. But, I, you know, even like what, you know, what you said yesterday, um, earlier today about, you know, a lot of my reputation comes from this. Like when first social media first started um, and you just kind of observing whatever comes in and then the Trayvon Martin stuff started coming in. And I'm a very empathic person you know what i'm saying like i can't look at things and put them aside and you know and and i'm not even and i wasn't and so when i'm seeing boys killed by the cop i'm like you know this is in real time like those aren't things that i grew up seeing you know what i'm saying like those weren't things that a lot of people didn't grow up seeing and the people that did grow up seeing that shit are are traumatized by it so like now we have this mass traumatization where people who even people who didn't grow up with that are now that now have it heavy on their heart and I, and I definitely i was at the forefront i was like hey we need to all see this so that we can do something about it but that was naive because it, it assumed that 
nothing was being done about it because nobody knew about it. And that's just simply what the truth. Right, 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 right. So looking at, okay, so looking at um, how everything had then came about with that situation. Um, so in other words, what you're saying is if, if it wasn't a fight from the beginning, I feel like I feel like this. We've been through how many of these now? Like it was all through Obama, all through Trump. But like we've been doing this for like at least 10 years now. Right. And my whole thing is, and I tell a lot of people on Facebook, and people don't like I'm about protecting people's lives. I don't if we have to get justice for somebody killed, then we've lost. You know what I'm saying? Because you're never gonna bring that person back. Mm-hmm. If my if my daughter was killed by the cops, you know, even if the cop went to jail, I'd still want my daughter back. So, you know, I give people advice based off of I don't want this to happen again. And everybody else is giving advice off of if this happens, then we want to make sure that they're punished. You know what I'm saying? And like, and I'm like, it's easy for you to say that because y'all are hiding behind computer screens and it's not your children. You know what I'm saying? So you don't give a fuck no more than the officer gives a fuck. You know, as a matter of fact, you like this. It's like, you know, AIDS researchers don't want to find a cure. You know, like that's their job. So why should I believe that activists and people who sit online every day saying, oh, look at how awful white people are. Why should I believe that y'all want racism to stop when this is the first time that you've actually had a voice about anything that people listen to? (laughs) 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 So... You know what? And, and and I guess that's what that's what I that's what I like when I read your post. It's like it's like it's almost like we get sucked into like like they throwing us a cookie. Yeah. And we get sucked yeah. into the cookie throw and they be like, oh yeah, we find a guy. And it's like, dude, y'all don't see what they're doing. Cause here's my take on the whole thing with, with George Floyd. Yeah. After it happened, I remember telling my wife, I was telling a lot of people, I said, I said, yo, he going to jail. He gonna, he gonna get, he going to jail. He gonna get on. He gonna, he gonna, they gonna find him guilty. I said, because guess what? After everything that they transpired with the riot and everything, all these big multi-billion dollar companies losing money, they ain't already, his, yeah. his attorney and everybody already yeah. went to him and said, look, bro, they gonna, we gonna make an example out of you. So you just go do your years. And we, and we you gonna get taken care of, but just go do your years because we gotta make an example out of you to shut the niggas up. And I mean, but also look for this. They probably gonna kill him. Well, not, not kill him, but they say that he they died and they put him in witness protection. You know, right? And I and I think it was and to me, my personal opinion. Yeah, I knew he was gonna get convicted. I think it was just let's just set these niggas up. Yeah, convict him. Say, bro, you know you going to jail. That's it. We gonna you gonna get convicted, so we can shut them up and make them feel like they got we, they they got to win in this thing. So I feel the same way about the President Obama victory. Let's get a black man in office so we can set these Negroes up for eight years. And that's how I feel about and liberals. Because they'll be like, no, oh, we voted for Obama. We voted for Obama. And I'm just like, you know, and that, and you know, it's, it's so weird because you said that statement and there's um, the movie Hannibal, you know, or no, Silence of the Lambs where Hannibal Lecter said, he was like, I, you know, he was, he went to some African country. He was like, and his specific words were, where boys will do anything for a candy bar. You know, and that's why record execs are always going to poor neighborhoods because they're like, you go get somebody who's poor, who they're not going to have, they're not going to say, I'm not going to do that because it's not right. Or I'm not going to say that I'm not going to do that because it's going to kill my people. You go get people that are going to do whatever they want they, they can for some money. And that's the type of culture that we built up in the black community that like, that as long as you get the money, it doesn't care. And we're secretly 
not even secretly, but we're blatantly selling each other out down the river while pretending to be black, black excellence. And all I'm saying is like, y'all know that that's not excellence. Y'all know that y'all in these white people's pockets and they telling you to do shit and you don't even know why they telling you, but you know that you don't want to do it and you feel bad about doing it, but you're going to do it anyway. And then you see the results of it and then you understand why, but you, but now they're all cheering you on because white people are saying it's a success and it's all so false to me. So that's what, that is the reason why a lot of the industry kids or the section eight blue checks, like I use, like I call them because, you know, you have those blue checks and you know, they're very smug and they're very this. And I'm just like, y'all are still niggas. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) If them cops come around the corner and you holding a knife, they gonna put four bullets in your ass too. So like, it's like, so that's all of this pretense that we have to each other and this smugness. To me, like that blue check is just some house nigga shit. And I'm just like, all it took for them was to give y'all a blue check. And now y'all think y'all better than the other niggas. And I just like, like all Matt had to do was put a couple of niggas in the house and now y'all are the main one looking over the other niggas. And I'm just like, how do y'all not see that this is the same thing? This is the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. And just, that, let me tell you something. That made me really kind of see. The last year I've seen black people in a different stuff only because I'm like, I've never seen people go through the same thing and be just as surprised about it every fucking time it happens. And that's really weird to me. <laughs> you know, like, it's really weird. Like, you know, like I've seen women get cheated on by their man every time talking about, can you believe this is sissy? He got two, three babies already. What are you talking about? You coming to me talking about, I can't believe. Like, if you want me to make you feel better about staying, say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can, like, I can only feel it realism. I, but I need to know that you on the same page with me that you see that this shit is you see what he is. Like, if you tell me, girl, you know, people, I got me a ain't shit nigga and I love it. I can ride with that. You know what I'm saying? But I don't- That's mental, man. That's mental. Is it mental? It got to be. It got to be. And I think we don't talk about that enough. Yeah, okay. We don't talk about the mental part of that. You're right. No way. You're right. Because you always do, you know, I, I tell people all the time, man, how in the hell are you doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results? That's insanity. That's Yeah. 
I mean, like, you'd be surprised. The, the type of rumors that have come about you, it's scary. But, like, you let that person, because people just say things about you that aren't true. Like, and, and especially, like, it was really hard because you're now, like, some type of famous celebrity, but you're still poor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, so they're like, so they're judging you as if, you know, like you're this Hollywood actor with this lady driving around in a Jeep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm a regular ass dude. I'm just on the, you know, and so, so you have a lot of girls, a lot of people, period, they want to pretend like they're more they're closer to things than they actually are. So they'll say, oh yeah, I know Quincy. And he did this and he did that. And they're just making shit up because they want to have something to say in a conversation. But other people are taking that as face value like it really happened. Right. You know, I had a, um, I had somebody come back to me talking about, yeah, I heard that you um, used voodoo to kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? And it, you know, they were dead serious. Like there was... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> when, no, when I tell you, like, because they had heard it from somebody that was just like, no, they, no, watch out for him. He, you know, like, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> first of all, I don't do witchcraft. But second of all, like, <laughs> I was like, second of all, I'm really disappointed that you believe this. Like, you believe it. Like, you're not coming back to me saying, hey, Quincy, guess what? You're coming back to me concerned, like, hey, this is what you know they're saying, you know, this is how they feel. And, you know, and then you and then what happens is you have a lot of people who are like, you know, trying to be more popular and more, you know, and so they're saying things about other people that they're in competition with. You know? So that's all I say. I'm like, look, believe what you want, but ain't nobody gonna come and tell me nothing about nobody. And I'm just gonna believe it at face value. And I don't care who it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna say no that. I'm not going to confirm or deny nothing because you just never know what people's motivations for saying anything, but black people will literally just walk up to you, say something, and everybody will start believing it, and that's dangerous. And, that's, <laughs> and I guess that's and one of the very, things. Yeah. And I guess that's one of the things, like, okay, when I was, when our grandparents, yeah. when our grandparents and the, um, the older generation, it was almost like, I know, it was almost like, if, they heard something on the news. Yeah. It was true. Yeah. No matter how no matter false how it, it and, I'm like, and I'm like, it came from the oppressor. Right. And they heard it on the news. Yeah. It was true, no matter what it was. And I'm, I'm wondering if, I'm, I guess my next thing with the whole mental, with the whole mental health thing is, you know, when we say, you know, because we all heard this line in our house. Don't do, don't do as I, don't do as I do. Do what, what I, I say. And, we don't really do. We do as we, you do. We do as they we do. do. We don't do. really do what yeah. they say. So, yeah. So it's almost like it's a larger. What we talk about larger is we are we're, we're we're bad examples for each other. First of all, we're horrible mentors. First of all, period. Like the it, like the like if I if I'm around a group of dudes. And they're giving advice on what one dude should do with a girl. I'm like, oh my so god! So you know what I'm about to cut you off, bro. Please. Where does period come from? Because I hear a lot of people oh, saying period. Period is not a, that, that came from kitty girls. Oh, you know, that's what it that was. That came from kitty okay. girls. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and claim everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna give, I like to give everybody, like I know where, I'm like, no, that came from City Girls. I'm like, that came from you. I'm gonna give everybody they right, 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 like, right. But I know where that came from, bro. Right. I know. Right. Right. I was sitting in my house and I made it up. And I'll tell you, know, I told other friends, I was like, I'm about to make up the story and watch this shit from the music while she pretending like she don't bother, you know? <laughs> and, and, they, and they do. So, so how do we close the gap, man? Um, especially in our, in our in African American community, right? With mental health, like, what do we start doing? Like, what do we therapy is important? Therapy is important in self interest. So, so why, why don't we? Why up in a black community we don't speak enough to as? Why are, are we disadvantaged? In the fact of not having the resources for the city therapy, do we not have? We have the resources. Therapy is a lot is a lot easier to get than people understand. So why why do do we not know? Are we not given tools? uh, uh, How do we close that gap? Here's the problem: it's the trauma. You know, it's the trauma. I remember, you know, and I had a really bad case. uh, It might have been February. Every like I cabin fever and just I snapped. You know, I was like, I woke up one day, I was like, why don't I have any friends? Why haven't I been doing anything? And I completely forgot there was a pandemic. I was just like, you know, nobody likes me anymore. Um, you know, like, it just it felt like everything was closing in. And, you know, I, I was out of cannabis oil and I wasn't taking it. <laughs> 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 that was a door. That was a door. That was a door. That was a door. You know, I wasn't doing any of like when you go to therapy, they will give you tools. The frequency meditation, the frequency meditation was really, 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 really helping. And I just stopped. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a regimen that you have to keep going with, and it's a lifestyle. And I'll tell you this: that a lot of our entertainment is so counterproductive to that lifestyle that it will actually draw you away from it. You know, because you need lots of men. You know, one thing that was really helping me is like, you know, I sit in the garden a lot and I just meditate, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, or I'll read. You gotta be sitting in quiet. And I feel like we can't do nothing without that rap beat going on in the background and stuff like that. We're not out in nature enough whatsoever. And we're not happy with ourselves. But we can't admit that we're not happy because we're ashamed of that. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. So tell all our listeners, man, um, what's all forms of therapy? I know there's many forms. There's you can go forms. sit and seek a, a, a counselor. You can go yeah. and tell us all yeah. the many forms of therapy. I always suggest, you know, get a counselor. You can get one face-to-face now virtually. Our la- in Here in the area, Our Lady of Holy Cross is doing free therapy. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's virtual. So if you call and make an appointment, you know, you don't have to have any money or something like that. They're, they're helping out people like that. Um... I, you know, a lot of people, you know, if you're struggling with anxiety and depression, the first thing they want to get you on is um, Okay, and it was reacting all types of ways to the narcotics. I was already thinking. You know, exercise. You know, That's we're not we're not doing it. enough exercising. If, if like you know what, like my mom was losing her mind during the pandemic, and she was like, we would we would have to start fist fighting. <laughs> I, was, I was like, mama, let's just go for walks. I was like, we want to walk around, and then she started doing it on her own, and you really see the the result. 
you know, gardening is amazing. Anything where you can get out in nature, anything where you're using your body, anything where you quiet things down. And I, I swear by that frequency meditation, that frequency meditation, if you go to YouTube and just put in frequency vibrations and then put in whatever you want to do. I want to go to sleep. I want to, you know, do this. I want to do that. I want to fall in love even. And it, you'll, you'll have some really good um, vibrations and go to sleep with that and you'll just wake up feeling great. Right. Man, you know, I'm glad he, he brought that up, man. I think, and I think I've had this conversation with, with many of my friends, family, I think therapy, we do not seek it enough. I love Bobby, Bobby Brown was on the Red Table Talk and, you know, he's a mess, for, but his wife said, he is. He, oh, zero, Red zero. Table, he, he, he cut up. Did you see? Well, zero, I didn't see that. I heard zero accountability. Yeah, like, I'm just like, like I mean, you had you blame somebody. Everybody, ex-wife and daughter. Yeah, uh, like zero accountability. But one thing that I like to the ex-wife said is the new wife said is she's like, Bobby's got a therapist, I got a therapist, and as a whole family, we've got yeah. a second ther- therapist. And I was like, black families really need that. Like it's so, like, like honestly, it's like mandatory right now. And, and like, and like, if anybody that won't get it, they might need to be out of the family. Like, it's not the family. I'm gonna tell you this. You know, we always talk about the managers here, right? Yeah, and we know the managers. Yeah, our black men, bro. We our black men therapy is is what do we tell our black men? How do we start getting our black men comfortable? Like, I go and seek therapy, you know, and it's so weird because if you Look, 
know, but when they're doing their thing, the women are talking, you need to stay the fuck out of, you know. Right. Like, so they're always getting what they need. But black men, when they're getting what, and honestly, it's, 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 um, it's purposeful as well. The women know as long as you with your toxic ass friends that y'all ain't becoming nothing better than what you already are. When they get threatened is when they see, tell them you don't, well, not yours, but tell a woman that's, that you had to get to that you're going to get therapy now and see how she reacts to that. They're not going to like it. They, she's going to see that as competition because she's like, I got this nigga because he was so broken down mentally and so sad and felt so bad about himself. You know what I'm saying? Because the last bitch kicked him out in the middle of the night with a um, with a garbage bag. So I told him he could come to my house and I give him a hot plate and stuff like that. But you know what I'm saying? If he don't need none of that, then why would he need me? And I'm not even saying that he, that might not even be what he's really, how he's really looking at you. But that's how you feel about yourself. Like I can't get a man unless. <laughs> God, damn. You know what? This show is not. Uh, uh, you know what? I mean, <laughs> I hate to cut you I off. Know, I know, I know, but we, you we, said, we, no, we you said it was out. We, we get the time. Man, bro, yeah. that right there, would you just... Let's leave the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, you gotta come back to the show. You gotta come back to the show. All right. Y'all don't understand. No, but look, Q, I promise next next time you come, yeah. we're gonna be at a we gonna we gonna be at a pole going on a pole. So we're gonna be outside. We're gonna make sure it's outside. It don't have to be in this all free. Didn't get translated right, yeah, right? Definitely, um, definitely. We got to go seek therapy. 
from a counselor, a professional. A professional. Yeah. And I'm not it. your professional. Yeah. <laughs> you'll love it. Everybody should do it once. Who's going? Yeah. Who's going? Because I, I just, I just went to solid counseling. Well, okay, good. And, and, and guess what? The crazy part about that is, when you sitting there talking to him, and you, you talk, he's listening, yeah. but he don't have a dog in a race, so, so he's very transparent yeah. about everything. When you he, get into a woman, she's trying to figure out how she can use, use you, right, to get, to you get to, you, uh, be a husband but, or whatever she wants to, right. It's no ulterior motive. It's none. And you need that. And you need that. You can't get it from your mama. You know no. what I'm saying? Nobody, you need an object. Like, you can't let, get it from your let, mama. Let me tell you why you think they're the best part. Because people are always afraid. Like, here's what you, I want you to People think that I'm going to go to therapy and find out what's wrong with me. You might find out that nothing is wrong with you at all. <laughs> you might find out what's wrong with you at all. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I'm telling you, you bro, we, gotta, we have we gotta, this, this, this will be another show. I promise y'all this will be another show. I know I'm, I'm not the host, but I'm taking over like a This is his show. But I'm gonna press him until we put this. You will show. be back for another show. We will be having this discussion again because, because you can't, mental health is so, so important. important. It's so important. I mean, it's so in our important. black community, bro, we got people that dying because because of it, because of because when you think when you when, even with the even with the even with the police killing, yeah. When you think about it, that's this all this is, it's all a part of mental yeah. health because when you think about it, and this this has always been my thing. We call our neighborhood. The hood, the jungle, and this, that, and the other. We call, we give it all these negative names. Yeah. So when we when when the when the put when the people who's supposed to be protecting us come, come into the neighborhood, that's how they see they, it. they looking at I'm come, I'm walking I'm in the jungle. jungle. Yeah. And I'm, I'm walking gonna, in I'm the jungle. So I'm gonna treat like the jungle. I'm gonna like see these animals running around here. And when one and one of these animals get out of place with me, I'm gonna shoot, shoot it there. Just like you would any wild animal. animal. And I'm like, if you cry, if you ride through a neighborhood. See, I don't really go like, and I'm not saying that white people live better than us. They don't. I'm talking about the ones that have money. If they have a nice, quiet neighborhood, you gotta understand what it's like to come to a neighborhood with everybody out in the middle of the street fighting. That looks like chaos, chaos. And, and mental disarray. So, like, so if I shoot one, what's the Gonna say that I was wrong. Y'all, y'all are out here fighting in the street. Exactly. And, that's and, the and we shouldn't be, be doing, doing that. And, and, that's the, and that's mental illness. Yes. And that's mental illness. illness. You know? And that's the only point I be trying to make. It's like, dude, we having high rate of killing each other every day in our mm-hmm. neighborhood. So they going in there with the mentality of if I kill one more, yeah. what, what should it matter? Yeah. yeah. We gotta take over. We yeah. gotta take over our neighborhood. Cindy Wynn was on here uh, a couple months back, and she made a good point. She said, how many of us know everybody in our neighborhood? We don't. Let me tell you something. Our neighborhood? We are, like, I, we know the whole block. You know what I'm saying? In now, my neighborhood? We yeah. know the whole block. Exactly. Typically, in a neighborhood, if you're in a, if you're in a neighborhood that's 90% of it is uh, Section 8, yeah. uh, you know, you're not gonna know. You're yeah, not gonna know. My block, we got one renter yeah. on yeah. my block, and everybody knows it yeah. because the owner lives around the corner. Yeah, he's gonna but, but, the thing, but the thing is, in those neighborhoods, they know each other, but they have something against each other. Yeah, they know. Yeah, oh, I know, I know, I know such and such down the street. But yeah. See that? They yeah, to me. Oh, yeah, I know that nigga. But they didn't have reason. all those type of histories either. You right. know, we get a little bit too incestuous. You know. But Q, you made a good point. Yeah. In your neighborhood, how many, how many fights you had in the neighborhood? Not, 
just told me that so i don't know how true it is but i know that they have that park location and um my first by you yeah it's as well oh is it i know what you're talking about it's in the south city park yeah no in the golf course oh no oh no it's my park yeah and um my first one is and you got one in the airport Gentrifying and pushing all of the black restaurants out for all the I'm glad you said that, right? 
So he talked about black wrestling like man. Y'all, y'all gotta check out the show. Every show. Because on every show we talk about different black owned yeah. wrestling. And guess what? I didn't I didn't visit it like four or five of them since yeah. I've been doing since, this since, show. Yeah. Since we've been doing the so, show, I didn't visit a couple of them. Exactly. They they gotta check them out. Pee-wee's crab cakes? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I go over there all the time now. And see the wind ain't finna die. See? You know? So, see? So let's recap. <laughs> Number four. Sweet Lorraine. Sweet Lorraine, yes. Number three. three. I said oh. it was a toss-up with Deanies. That was gonna be that's gonna be taken out. You know, this is good though. It's, it is Dini's good. Yeah. 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 Dini's number three. Yeah. Much, much, much. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. And, and number and one. Neo, yeah. And Neo's number one. Y'all yeah. heard it. The top yeah. four from my boy Q. Check those out. You'll Check. Love <laughs> <laughs> and follow me at the, at the Vitamin Q. That's um, all I was just about to say. On, Give it to uh, Instagram. The vitamin Q. Don't waste, your, don't waste your time on Facebook. The bastard just took my page down. Oh, oh Lord. Don't waste your time Here we go. So, okay. I just got one last yeah. thing to ask you. Yeah. And just give one word. Yeah. Just not one okay. word. Just give me one phrase yeah. on what I'm about to ask you. What you have to say to all the people who's not following you, but steady following following you. You know what? Oh. Just, just, just sum it up real quick for me, dude. Give me a dick pic. You know what I'm saying? God, I, know you, I know you're watching. I know you like me. You know what I'm saying? Just send it. I'm not going to tell nobody. I, I can feel the energy. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what to do. So, you know, you like me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I, I like the <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I that wrapped up the show. I asked the wrong person. But we, we got we to close this thing out. Man, it was good having you on the show. Dude, bro, you got to come back, bro. You got to come I, back. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even need my candy before. Wow. Yeah. Man, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> man, it was dope, man. It was, it was dope. It was super, super dope, man. And you know what? So my brother told me about it. He said, man, he's like, oh, God, he's like, man, he's doing crazy, man. <laughs> I'm like, man, who is this guy? So I, I looked him up on Instagram. This was like two weeks ago. And I started following him. I'm like, this guy is crazy. This guy is some shit. But I'm like, what the hell? So, you see what I'm saying? So, man. Follow us. 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 Okay, <laughs> I'm a part of it. I shame myself so much sometimes I can't even read the post over again. I'm like, you ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? You ain't doing shit. the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> I want us all to be better. That's all what I want you to remember. Right. I, I have no issues with nobody. I want us to be friends. I Like, if we curse each other out, then we got to do that. If we don't make each other better, you know, when we have to bring these white people in, they just don't kill us. So that's where I say everything. That's where it is. Okay. Man, I wanna thank y'all for I wanna thank y'all for watching this show. Look, go check the show out. I'm gonna put the show on tonight and start okay. running it this week. I'll run it. Thank yeah. you, Q. Thank yeah. you, Q. Go to On the Porch Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. On the Porch Podcast. Start following us, man. Yeah. So you can be ready for the show when it drops. Then I got the link in the bio for the YouTube page where it's going to take you straight to the live show. If you want to listen to it on Spotify, on Apple, 
on Anchor, on any way you get your podcast needs, do that. But going up, if you go into the Instagram page on the porch podcast, the link is in the bio um for the YouTube page where you can actually look at the live show. Okay. Look at the footage, man. And look, y'all, this was great. I enjoyed every bit of it. I want to thank Q for coming in once again. Thank you so much, bro. Q will be back on the show. We're gonna do this again. And as always, I thank my brother Kerry, my co-host, for showing up doing this thing. As always, follow me. Great, great, oh, I was telling him before the call, like, look, if I had brothers, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be what the, I have a great, great platform here. I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Told me to get your head, Kara. Yeah. K.C. I just changed my, uh, my name. I changed <laughs> K.C. 504, uh, I have a young junior, so I, I just changed to K.C. 504. Okay. So, yeah. on Instagram, I'm on Facebook at Kara Chambers. I mean, my page is kind of boring, but I want y'all to come and follow. Okay. Yeah. So, we'll follow you. Okay, let's right, right, right. 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 y'all, I don't know who y'all have for y'all wireless needs right oh. now, but y'all, y'all got to come and see us at cricket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have crickets all, all over. I should be all over. Check for that. I know. Check for that. Look, we're going to do something. We're going to do something on the post podcast. Well, look, why are you saying that? Go ahead and go to my wife. Y'all can't see the shirt, but I got it on. Ebony Consults. Dot com. Go Ebony Consults LLC. She can start your business from the ground up. Yeah, and if y'all want to come in this office, y'all got to see Ebony. Yeah. 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 This yeah. is our office. This way, this way. Magic you go, go down. So, so y'all want to see this beautiful office. Cute. Yeah. How beautiful is it? It's, it's amazing. It's like, it's one of the best that I've been in. And I, I knew. I thought a white woman was here. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, see, look, she going to give you the treatment like a okay. white woman when you come in okay. and try to start your business. I, you know I'm what I'm saying? I'm like, y'all show y'all the business. Y'all show y'all the business. Look, we go. Look, we going to have an Ebony My sister in law, she's According to Q, we had to end it like all in living color when you're yeah. more than shoulders. You're like, all right, y'all, it's time for us to go. Let's pick up this thing. We got to go. <laughs> no, but once again, man, thank you for coming. Thank Kara for being here, man. On the Porch Podcast, go follow it on Instagram. Um, like the YouTube page on the Porch with DNF. Go to the YouTube page, subscribe, get the notification, man, so you can be ready for when the shows hit. We got my boy Q in the building today, and it was dope. It Vitamin was dope. Q, y'all yes. gotta follow him. Vitamin Q. Oh, they know on Instagram. They gotta go. They gotta go. But I want to thank y'all coming. Thank y'all for coming, and once again, man, we appreciate Q and Kerry being here. This is so dope, man. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't literally looking at the screen like, I did it. On the porch with DNL, man. Yo, we out this thing. I'll let y'all later. <laughs>